Welcome back, everyone, to a very special E3-focused episode of Pixel Radio Commentary. I am Zach. I'm Christine. And I'm Carlo. Yeah, so pretty much E3 just happened, which is why there's a bit of a delay in episodes, because we are just, like, listening to, hearing about, and just going nuts with everything for E3. So sorry about that, but we're going to hopefully give you all the E3-related talks and what we what we thought about all of it today. There was a lot of E3 this Dude. year. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm now kind of glad that, like, last year kind of sucked yeah, because, no like, shit, that right? gave me... So like, good. at that point, I wasn't excited for games. I was like, I can just play all the great games coming in now. This year has been uh, a little lackluster in um, some ways but, but there's now there's hype there's but, but there's hype again but nintendo all the nintendo oh, my God. <laughs> oh man there were a lot of people who had really really good like because we were talking um just online about how nintendo nintendo's presentation for example was very much if you're a smash brothers fan it was pretty much the greatest presentation ever and if, if you were not <laughs> not so much yeah, yeah there, was, of... there was not much there i mean they put a lot of focus on it um it's very it, i thought it was very interesting they took the pokemon stuff and didn't mm-hmm. didn't you know didn't announce the pokemon switch game or or no not i well, mean they, they weren't going to well they, yeah I mean, but they, they but they pre-announced the pokemon switch game which i thought was interesting and not, yeah. and not announcing it oh yeah E3. i find it really funny how last podcast we were talking about it was funny that i'm still playing pokemon go and now a ton <laughs> of people have started again yeah they because announced. Of let's go uh pikachu <laughs> and yeah. eevee i mean uh, there were there were a couple things that nintendo i think did right right i guess we're talking about the nintendo conference yeah so let's talk about right that in. i mean that was the it's kind of like appropriate we go reverse chronological all right way. yep oh man that's gonna be hard because i'm like trying to <laughs> like, like we'll do our best thinking. we'll do like, our I best like, i had the bethesda one in my oh no just kidding um so yeah looking at it uh fortnite is now on the switch yep it that's is. a big deal drama around that i right? know the yes. sign in issues yep. and that's yeah but yeah. that's sony's fault that's right? yeah nintendo's like i don't oh yeah sorry dude that's we tried and for those who aren't aware basically what happened would be uh people who uh tried to sign in to fortnite if they didn't sign in with their account initially they had an account automatically made and then they couldn't they couldn't sign in or if they had it uh hyped up with their um ps4 they couldn't also sign in to yeah the Switch. so basically if you if you had if you played fortnite and not even just fortnite if you linked your epic games account in any way for paragon for any of the other games and link that to your PS4 account, then you basically cannot use that account on any other platform. Yep. Um, and, but you can but get that's... it. You can get it changed. I did have a friend that told me um, that you can get it changed, and it was like a two-week process. It's like that's how how could they have done it for a two-week process already? Huh. It might no, 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 they, they got, no, they, um, it wasn't necessarily a Nintendo Switch, but it was from oh, uh, PS4 thing. to Xbox. Also, the Switch did basically, like, Nintendo was just like, hey, by the way, it's available right now. Go you, buy it. Do you know how many Except times not, that happened? Two, three. Yeah, do there you know are how many two times million that happened downloads of Fortnite. Yep. It's only been out a couple of days. Yep. I mean, it's pretty hyped, yep. right? 
I mean, Fortnite on the Switch, you had to know that was going to be a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing how many people so quickly. It reminds me of Fallout Shelter where everyone's like, let's download this now. Yep, yeah. basically. Which but, uh, is also available on the yeah, Switch. Yeah, so that, that sort of download, or like, it's available now, happened quite a few times. And I think mm-hmm. we all kind of knew it was going to happen quite a few times. Yep. Uh, yeah. But that's like, I mean, it just seems very par for the course after Nintendo kind of did it a lot last year. Yeah, that's that's pretty much, um, people people love seeing that. People yeah. love it. It's like, oh, cool. It's available right now. Awesome. It makes yeah. me happy because then I get super excited about something. I can actually touch it instead of forgetting about it because I will forget about it. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, uh, I mean, the only other game that I really remembered as being like, okay, that's kind of news. We knew it was coming, but that's kind of cool and nice to see was the, the Fire Emblem game. Like the it, core. It was? I don't know how I feel about it yet. Yeah, I mean, it's... I I mean, it looks anime as fuck, which, which is, is what I want. That's literally... That's what I want. That's the goal of Fire Emblem, is to yeah. be anime as fuck. And I love yeah. it. But, like, I don't know. Like, I am... I'm interested to see where they go. I want. I wonder if they're going to integrate anything with the Fire Emblem mobile game, right? Uh, yeah, probably based on what they're trying to do. I, I mean, think definitely so, yeah. on some level. Um, yeah, it has to be at least a minimal integration, even if it's you're using your uh, platinum coins on your Nintendo account to get rewards for it. And Fire Emblem Warriors was a pretty big hit for them, relatively speaking. Yeah, like, or at least yeah. way bigger last, of a hit than the you last, would think. The uh, last mainline Fire Emblem game that you played, right? That did terribly. Uh, that was was that Awakening Fate. or was that no Awakening was the good Awakening one. Awakening was a good one. It was one. the that's, 3DS, and yeah. then you had uh, it was like Fate's it, Conquest. That's right, because I remembered that it was the one with um, the duel. Yeah, it, they the, tried to pull the Pokemon card and say like, "Hey, let's come up with good. competing games." Wasn't that good? That it was only works pretty for terrible. And that's because I'm already addicted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that. I can't uh, remember any other major... Overcooked 2? Overcooked, Overcooked 2. That's right. I forgot that was part of the Nintendo. Uh, so we're looking... at the entire list of all that. That was, yeah. that was hype. Looking at those, um, I'm actually going to pick up Hollow Knight again on Switch because mm-hmm. I really just want it on the Switch. Um, Killer Queen Black. I know you are yes, hyped I'm so excited for Killer Queen Black. If you don't know about this, this is like a uh, like cult classic, almost like a art- barcade game. So it's you have like these two big arcade cabinets and it's a 5v5 battle. And it's just beautiful and wonderful. And also, I have spent far too much money playing that game. We actually had... I, I don't know if it's still there, but there was a bar in uh, in Fremont called Attaball that had that for a while. Yeah, they, they were still trying, have it. Yeah, they were trying to recruit people to for teams for that. It was a fun it, game. Was there actually like a competitive scene No, seriously. They would, no, they, they, yeah. There oh, was a, actually a That's point so awesome. when we were there one day, one of the guys was like, hey, if you like this, here's my card. We're trying to put a team together so we can beat the people from Vancouver and Portland. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense. But yeah, I think that'll be a really fun game, especially uh, I think they, oh gosh, I hope they're doing like an online co-op because that would make it way easier. Though I think it's only 4v4 on the switch versus 5v5 but still do you know how many more games i could play (laughs) with my friends with a game that's like eight players yeah speaking of games that you can play with your friends yeah overcooked too it (laughs) looks like overcooked and that's fine that's pretty much good with me that's what i want (laughs) yeah it's just more overcooked with a little bit better graphics and uh, some different features like you can throw stuff now sure i'm good with that that sounds good to me but the the food's still on the floor yeah it's okay. We don't have safety checks. One of the people cooking yeah. it is a raccoon yeah, yeah. in a wheelchair. I don't think. That's <laughs> my I don't character. think. That's my you know favorite. what? Don't judge. Uh, wait. So did you just mention something about uh, Octopath or? No. That I was another it. one. Is they, uh, another one. They were They've just been like, talking about that for a while. Yeah. Though. Which. Yeah. I. 
don't know how much I care about that. I I really want to care. I do, but I don't like. I feel RPGs have come such a long way, or JRPGs of that style, and it's like I'm. I could <sighs> be. I could be very up for like a Chrono Trigger throwback in some ways. But I'm. I sort I mean, of feel. I guess I just play Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I sort like, of not, feel not the Steam one, but like the good one. I sort of feel the same way about that that I do about hmm <laughs> about like Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, where it's like oh fair. I will totally pay like twenty five thirty bucks for this. Sure, but it's probably gonna be sixty, and I'm not. I don't think yeah, it's worth sixty. It's like it's hard. I mean, I could, I could, I could see Nintendo coming it out with it at a forty dollar price point yeah. for, especially since these are like much smaller games in their size in theory, from yeah. what all the indication is. Um, I guess forty is kind of borderline, but it yeah. is definitely all I mean, those games feel just like a bit too light to me. But yeah. then it's like, but I guess it also comes with the device, right? For Pokemon? Yeah. Well, so, no, you have to get a special edition that, version. Oh, Trust okay. me, I have three versions of this game oh, pre-ordered. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yay, I'm using my Amazon Prime savings for a basic version of Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, which are both uh, $60 Wait, each. Why? Wait, what? Yeah, you get you get $12 off, so it's actually uh, okay, but eight. But th- where's the third one? Why? Then, why do you then, also have a special edition? And then, <laughs> and then there's also well, also I have an extra edition because I'm gonna let my partner use the other one. Okay. And then I got a special there, version there's... of the Let's Go Eevee with, that has the Pokeball included. And that's a hundred dollars. And the the Pokeball Go Plus by itself is a uh, fifty bucks. So basically, only insane people like me are gonna buy them. I'm looking at it, and I count two games, three games, and two people so far. Where's that third game going? Oh, I usually play both both versions. Oh my, she is. <laughs> Christine, well, you we, we're gonna might say have you, a problem. We're gonna say but... you have a problem, but also <laughs> Evelyn isn't here, who would yeah. immediately say that you have the opposite of a problem. <laughs> yeah. So, so well. We'll voice that. Don't out. worry, <laughs> Pokemon loves me. I've also been playing Pokemon Quest. It's not as fun though. Yeah, I did hear. I did hear. Uh, oh yeah, like that is that's a. That, I mean, th- that's a that's a thing. It's literally just a very like low key game. It's kind of annoying though how the Switch has been getting more and more games that are like the freemium. So it's like you play it first and then you can like. I'm telling you, Nintendo had their taste of a mobile, <laughs> mobile uh, loot boxes. I and know. Monetization is like oh. They know what to this do. This is what we've been missing out on? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of any of the other stuff. I mean, it really was like, man, they spent uh, 20 minutes talking going, about Smash. Going over it, uh, yeah. They spent half of that. No, they literally spent 30 minutes. I was watching it. Yeah. Um, it a, so it Dragon Ball Fighter Z, uh, Super Mario Party, if you like that. I, That's right. I, I love Super Mario Party. I'm sorry for your soul. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, You know, we're going to have to do like a Twitch stream with that. Yeah. yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, and then there was the, the, I think the game they opened up with, like, Okay, so here's the here's oh, like the, there here's, was the like here, Xenoblade Chronicles expansion. Yeah, but there's a DLC, but then there was a game before that, and yeah. it was just crazy. It's like, hey, by the way, we're just gonna open up in a trailer, right? For some Mecha Gundam thing, yeah. And let's just go, and then you're just like, what? And they're like, okay, Nintendo, you be you. Yeah, no, that was nothing, a classic Nintendo being nothing, Nintendo. I mean, nothing you can do can beat out how that uh, Sony conference started. Yeah, well, you know. There actually is a game that you haven't mentioned that I'm actually really excited about, which you guys probably haven't heard about. What? <laughs> it's uh, Little Dragon Cafe. It's made by the original creator of Harvest Moon, 
and you basically just have these two twins who are running this cute cafe with food and are sure. raising a dragon. Yeah. Speaking of which, is this, have is you this guys out soon, a, or is this, was um, this an it, E3 it, announcement? It's art, it is an E3 announcement. It's out, I think, in yeah. August, Sp- and it's on. Did Nintendo not put it on their con- it, Did they do an Nintendo extra sw- thing? It's on Switch and PS4. Oh, okay. So they was it was everything? No, everything wasn't first party. They they announced some indie stuff. So did you guys? I don't have you guys played that. some uh, Sushido yet? I have not. I am waiting for it to get a little bit cheaper because I want to play it. What is? Obviously, I loved uh, Battle. Oh, fuck Battle Chef. What what was the the? Oh, oh, Battle Chef Battle 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 Thank you. Yeah. Uh yeah. So Sushido is basically just like a similar kind of thing where it's you are fighting each other with sushi, and the I want to play it. Sushi Striker. The way yes, of Shishido. That's that one. It looks really good, and everything I've heard is that it's pretty damn fun. But I think it's like forty bucks, and it's not worth forty bucks to me. It seems like a twenty-five dollar yeah. game. It's like the world of Steam has spoiled like a, us. More, definitely more of a puzzle. Yeah, more it, puzzle-ish. It's than, a puzzle fighter yeah, where okay. you make sushi. You know, I wonder if they're going to start doing more and more downloadable demos on Switch. They used to do that all the time on the 3DS. And yeah, those games are only thirty-five. That's definitely happening a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we were talking briefly about you know. Some of the stuff that's coming to PS4, so the it's Sony, perfect time to talk Sony, and, yeah. And as I mentioned, that opening. <laughs> yeah, they're... Uh, I mean, yeah. okay, first off, just to throw this out here, the, the actual composer for The Last of Us is a fucking genius. He is fantastic. Yeah. But you really opened your conference by, A, putting them in a room that was designed to be like the game, only to take them out after the trailer was done. And you had him strum on a banjo for literally the first 10 minutes of this conference. Yep, they put in a lot of showmanship into it. Into Last of Us. Yep. Uh, to be clear, we're talking about The Last of Us Part 2. Which, I, there's an interesting question to be had about that trailer. Because the trailer that they showed and the gameplay they showed, there's no way in hell it's going to be that polished. Uh Actually, I mean, Naughty Dog is really good, but the yeah. fact, like, some of the things um, where it's like, this is too cinematic. I there's mean, no I way. Think, I think that. So like, specifically so, with the combat, so, it was too smooth. So I want to say that like it can be like that. It's just that no actual player will play the game like that. Yeah, like I what, think that's what, fair. what actually would have been happening is like that whole scene where you first stab the guy and then you like run up on it. Like it wouldn't have been the person going to the campfire and then backing up. It would have been, oh, I see the path to the left. Let me go here. Let me go ahead and shoot these two guys. Right, hide behind. Like it would have been, it would have been much different. But like I think that most of the stuff that they did show were in fact gameplay mechanics um i think yeah maybe it might have been a little like polished up but i, yeah, I, I mean, definitely i definitely feel like that like they they definitely played the game in a cinematic way in particular oh yeah i mean there, there was definitely some stuff but there was some things that where it was like the way she would dodge an attack or something was like yeah. Okay, that's not how the game is going yeah. to play. Because I could almost say the same thing about God of War. Of course. And like, there are times that game does not look like a game when you're playing it, and when things go incredibly smooth. Yeah. Uh, so I honestly I wouldn't put it past them, and I I mean I it, honestly it makes me more excited to see what comes out of it. Yeah, I mean I think uh, it's it looks like it's gonna be a yeah. really damn great game. Yeah, and the whole like, I mean it's not and, and nothing that I guess the trailer in itself was not surprising at all. I do like the whole opening of it, mm-hmm. like the whole setting of that. I thought that was a that was neat. Um, it I bet of course it's like this is stuff that you should have known if you played the DLC, uh, of the first Last of Us. Yep. 
but it, I think it was still great that that's what they were obviously focusing on and putting as their first foot forward. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool trailer, cool thing to show. Uh, yeah, then they showed, let's see. Destiny 2 lore. Destiny 2 lore, which was like... Which, what? Yeah, it was... Like, I'm not a big Destiny 2 fan anymore, but, like, you kill Nathan Fillion. <laughs> You're always going to make the internet upset. I thought the bigger stuff was trying to figure out yeah. what the fuck Death Stranding is. Uh, you mean, like, Delivery Simulator in 2009? All right, well, before, before we get to that, I do want to mention the couple games that came before it. Sure, yes. Uh, sorry, because one of them, I'm absolutely ecstatic, Hype. is uh, Ghost of Tsushima was the ch- yes, samurai game. Yes, that looked really Oh, good. my. Like, first off, I am playing that game in Japanese. I don't give a shit. Uh, you have to, like. right? Um, I'm not a subs versus well, dubs no, person neither or am whatever. I, but like, but I need to play that game in Japanese. Yeah. And that, ent- yeah, and that entire ending was straight out of Metal Gear Solid. It's an open world samurai game. What more do you want? Yeah. Right? Like, come on. No, but, like, just the way yeah, it looked, okay. like, some of those sh- cinematic shots of, like, the of like the sun, right, and everything just, like, was absolutely fantastic. Um, I just want all yeah. the pretty games in my life. Yeah, it, it has a very pretty game. <laughs> yes, it uh, is. And then Control, which is from the, um, it's from Remedy, who did the, uh, what's that, who, what was that TV show tie-in, video game tie-in? Um, it was I, like actually very terrible. Yeah, I, I think I I blocked that out yeah, of my memory. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not helpful um, here. But this looks like they are actually making a good game, and it's like psyops and like using psychic powers. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Uh, Resident Evil Two remake. Yep. I'm also excited That'll, about. That's a good one. Um, this is. I think that this was also the part where we got the third Kingdom Hearts three trailer yes. of yep. the week. That's gonna that's of, oh, oh no no not of the week January. of the conferences. Yep, they are uh, they're like, hey, by the way, no, this is in fact happening. Only a this decade is, later, and, and, and not only not only did they like release, did they have it in three conferences? They were three different trailers. Yep, they're really they really want to tell people. Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out. This is happening. Yeah. This is not you know because a lot of people were like. Nah, Kingdom Hearts three, no way. It's, that's it's like vaporware. It's like Half Life three happening, and then yeah. it's like, nope, it, the, we're making this yeah. game. Uh, I hope they have a digital re-release of Kingdom Hearts one and two. Uh, they, I think they did announce that here. Yeah, I think right? I think so. They, but I don't they, remember the details. They announced at the very end. They're like, I think they're putting every single pack, like the 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 all the three packs that came out f- for the games in one package and releasing it on PS4. They should do that for sure. Um, so yeah, you get you get like the the 1.5, 2.5 and then 2.8. Yeah. If, for, if that makes sense to you, then you are as deep in this hole as I am and I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You've um, had to wait so long. I know we're, we're not going to go over the reason that Aqua turned bad and I know that's burning deep inside your heart, but we have to move on. Um which on to yes uh, so on to let's see death stranding i mean i as someone who is like yeah very much interested and not not in well it's like i'm very like i really liked pt i liked the idea of a could uh you know obviously kojima making his own property like or making a unique new ip again something is like a very exciting idea he is always famous for doing such bizarre strange things and really pushing the boundaries as far as games as storytelling so on that level i'm really excited for it and it it looks like it's got a lot of really cool really weird really Really scary stuff yes cinematic very 
there's like obviously a very careful detail to like what you're seeing there. Yeah. I mean, he literally spent three weeks before E3 trying to get the music right. Yeah. I mean, he's that he's a lunatic, but I love damn, that. it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah. That said, that game looks terrible. It looks fucking bizarre in a way that I'm like, I'm not sure I want to play this until I actually I just want to watch someone. Yeah, I mean, like, it, is Let's it a play. walking simulator? Like, is that what? Because most of what Delivery they showed simulator. was that it was yeah, like, and then like it's not really clear what your weapons are. It is clear there might be some sort of time travel mechanic. Uh, yeah, like you're, you make your clone grow up in some way, shape, or form, which makes no sense. I think the baby is you, yeah. right? You are the baby. You, the baby is a clone. Yeah, there is a lot. I mean, there... the baby powers your flashlight that like chirps. Yeah, this it is so really weird and kind of like the Matrix, dude. It's a that we just watch the Death Stranding trailer. It or doesn't, don't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. If it is a walking simulator, I'll be very sad because I, I mean, it looks like there's yeah, and then I think that there's like I remember hearing more details where it's some sort of weird cooperative online thing imagine co-op no not, oh, no not like that but like 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 the metal gear solid 5 hey disarm all the nukes and you unlock a cutscene. yeah and it's like so i'm that's gonna be weird as yeah well. it, no, I'm, but I'm just imagining a walking simulator that's co-op styled <laughs> i mean i'm hopeful that it's going to be you know there's going to be a lot more mechanics than what they show because literally what they showed i was like yeah i mean this looks you can pretty. have different boxes yeah yeah, maybe they felt like they were in a huge rush to get something out. They were like, okay, let's just do this. I ah. mean, and, you know, if nothing else, it's certainly one of those things where they, it could be one of those games where they're like, we need to just show them something. And what they have yeah. is, like, not even 10% of the finished product. Yeah, so, it's like, well, okay. I mean, knowing Hideo Kojima, he likes doing, like, I'm not going to tell you anything and I'm going to, like, reveal, like, 90% of the game after you play, like, 10% of it. Yeah. Like he'll he'll pull a Metal Gear Solid two again, yeah. So um, you know who knows? Maybe it'll. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for it in the sense that I'm really interested to see what Kojima is going to do because yeah. he's Kojima. He's yeah. obviously kind of the the mad scientist of of Japanese yeah. games in a lot of ways. Yeah. I do think though it was somewhat telling about uh, like obviously the reaction to the trailer. First off, like. The different actresses that are now in it, like, like Leia Sado, 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 Sado. Um, I forget who else. There's one other person, but it was like I like how that's like the reveal at the end of it, and it was like very obvious. Like, there's a reason they didn't put this on last. Yeah, like they're gonna like, they put Spider-Man essentially on last as their major pillar game, and they're like, hey, here we. we got, Which, you got Spider-Man. It's coming yep. out this year. It looked like a Spider-Man game. It looked like a really good Spider-Man. It game. did. It's always fun to swing around the city. Uh, yeah, so let's. So I think that pretty much covers Sony. So should we talk a little bit about uh, Ubisoft? Uh, looking at the list for Ubisoft, I'm not very excited. Personally, uh, I was okay. Well, first off, there's some drama we got to talk about. Yes, there. Let's talk Ubisoft and, and let's, let's talk, like, talk drama. About, let's talk about like the very first. Well, like the very first thing that shows up is pretty much where all the drama is, right? Mm-hmm. Is uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two. Yep. Uh, for the game. You, we basically have like a bunch of prequels. It's like a prequel. It's cool stuff, right? It looks interesting. Yeah, the, the and I mean, then the, Joseph Gordon-Levitt comes on stage. <laughs> yeah, that was bizarre. Uh, I mean, the, uh, the Beyond Good I mean, and Evil. I yeah. uh, so first before we get a little bit into the whole craziness that happened, the trailer itself it was, was 
okay. Yeah, I mean, I was like, okay. this There's is... more stuff than you had last year. Yeah, I was like, this is really cool. I mean, this sort of captures a lot of what made that first game so awesome. It makes me want to play that first game again. I love the, mm-hmm. like, the... Absolutely nothing from the trailer from two years ago. No, but I loved sort of, like, the interaction. I love that it was like, okay, this really feels like Beyond Good and Evil. I'm liking this. And then it was like, wait, mm. this is a... Is this a prequel? Is this a sequel? It's a prequel. It's a prequel. It, it, but the, it has Jade and she's... Young Jade. Bad, and what? What the hell's going on? So, yeah, there was a lot of confusion there. And then Joseph Gordon-Levin stepped out on stage. Which, love it. Yeah, love it. For context, he is the owner, right? Or founder of Hit Record? Hit, hit Record. Hit Record. Yes, hit, he he, he is the founder of Hit Record. Yeah. That's what I always do in my brain, and then it's like, I start say watch- it the other way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Hit Record, and they it's it's online service um, where people can kind of collaborate, show their music, right? And so far, there hasn't been nothing. It's been a, a collaborative space rather than anything about getting paid. Yeah. Uh, like you can get some money from it if they use some of yeah. your art or things so, like that. But yeah, so then. They decided we're partnering Ubisoft and Hit Recorder partnering up for Beyond Good and Evil 2 for its smart music and whatever not. And that's all they said on stage, uh, which made everyone go like, are you just basically hire- getting crowdsourcing your artwork for this fucking game? Yeah. Uh, which apparently Joseph Gordon-Levitt then tweets out, yeah, sorry, something went wrong with the script. I don't know why it got cut out, but yes, the artist will be compensated. Uh, which was then people important went, to know. Which then people went like, "Oh, okay, yeah," because there was basically a lot of the controversy was based around to start yes. to start. A lot of the controversy started where people were like, "So hold on, you're going to basically just be like, hey, fans, make all this artwork for us, and you won't be paid. Do our work for us for free, and like that let, let's so and basically common. fuck over actual artists. Yep. So there was work in the industry. There like, was a lot so of like." wait, what the fuck are you guys doing? And then Joseph Gordon-Levitt was like, no, don't worry, they'll get paid. And then... And then the terms of service, or like the terms and conditions came out, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's weird. So the way that it says is that at the moment of the budget for Beyond Good and Evil 2, only 50K, $50,000 have been allocated for um, compensating users for their art. That, that doesn't the sound game. nearly enough. <laughs> so no, I, I've read, it, it's I've read not. around, and it like so. This is like to kind of give the whole picture first. Is that I've heard that Ubisoft has been willing and has said that they will continue to reinvest more money if it is needed. But it's like a fifty k to start. I don't know how okay. true that one is, but at the same time, it's like it's very. It's like that's like that's like it's like oh we're not. That's the only thing you're saying. You're like allocating that small amount of money, and it's like you could potentially be. You could potentially be pulling the theme for this game, right? Yep. I mean, it's like, it is crazy. And it is very, very unfair to people that, obviously, the artists that do need to be compensated for their work. Yeah, I have a giant rant on the art industry and how artists aren't valued for their work. I mean, but that can be for another time. I mean, it is. It's it, definitely true. It's even beyond just the art industry, too. I mean, there's there are so many artistic professions where, you know, somebody may take the credit for it, may not. Like, I'm thinking about, you know, so many of the special effects houses, for example, for movies. This is oh, only yeah, one that's example. Really but, like, bad for them. Where pretty much they 
go out of business like crazy despite the fact that there's you know all these effects driven films like and it's a similar thing where it's like you know all these games need so much more art they need so much more concept art they need so much more stuff there but they're willing to pay for it no i don't know i i really hope that something hashes out of this that's better right but it's 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 gonna be hard to say it's gonna i think it's gonna i think ubisoft as of late has been very good and very responsive when it comes to player feedback and like the community um and it seems like they've been trying to do right a lot especially with the monetization model so Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that it comes there well let's hope that they actually get at least minimum wage for their work uh, which usually does not happen for artists at all that's like they yep. usually get much less than yeah. that. People still think that's overpaying. Set a good example, yeah. Ubisoft, please. Yeah. Uh, yes, then they talked a lot oh, yeah. of, we, like... They opened with Just Dance, in case yep. anyone Just cared. Uh, no, let's talk no. about uh, <laughs> The Division 2, uh, which yeah. looked pretty so it, damn yeah. fun, actually. Yeah, uh, the, so the two, the two in a, I guess The Division 2 is, like, sort of Tom Clancy-ish, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, Rainbow Six Siege, which was like super hyped up as an esport there and it, i'm surprised that they're continuing to go with that and they're really yep. they're really trying and it has a good user base which i thought was amazing but yeah and then the division two uh interesting trailer um again one of those like okay this level of like polish and script well, i mean that, that's not even uh that wasn't even really it right it was like sure a, it was like a hey let me throw this paper airplane that oh that one like the, yeah sorry i was hey, talking, about, talking about, about the gameplay yes i was talking about like the trailer trailer um it looks fun. I mean, it looks like it. I hope that they learned their lessons. Yeah. About cheating and anti-cheat and like server side. Yeah. Like, please. I mean, I like a lot of what they were doing with, uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see, obviously having it set in the capital. I wonder if they'll learn the lesson from Far Cry. Um, about... Or they might just, I mean, at that point, they might really just pull a, uh, pull a, like a Fallout 3. Yeah. Very post post apocalypse. No, it doesn't really matter. You can very easily get away with it, but I wonder if they'll be like, hmm. I wonder if we should say something with this because people will probably be looking for it. Like, I would almost rather them not say anything and not even reference it than pull like a. We'll reference it, but we're not going to say anything. Yeah, I I, like either have a message or just like don't make it important to your game. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But uh, it looks. I mean, uh, as someone who took you know, five minutes to look at the division and watch people play it before I decided to buy it and thought this game looks really boring. It's really ugly and gross and there's not really enough content for me to play it. It looks like they've really learned a lot of the lessons. Like it looks like there's actually some differentiation in terms of how the game plays and like different classes and the game actually like has a color palette that is attractive instead of just you know gray the dull washed out crappiness that was the division one yeah so um maybe they've learned? yeah we'll see uh and they they said they're adding raids so like they're going full on destiny i hope so because destiny is a fucking better yes it does um uh, so and then after that was the 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 mario rabbits kingdom battle donkey kong adventure band Oh my. Yeah, more, which, you know, I'll I take mean, more content. Yeah, it, sure. cool. they get popular, so it yeah, makes sense. Um, and then Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones, yeah, I was excited to talk about that. Actually looks good. Okay, here, here's, what I, here's what I actually think. I think Skull and Bones was going to release last year, and then Sea of Thieves came out, and they're like, fuck. Everyone's so hyped about Sea of Thieves. What are we going to do? And then Sea of Thieves came out, and a month passed, and everyone's just like, 
Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Yeah. And, and then the skull and bones people were like, we're going to push this back and we're going to go ahead and add stuff like customization. Yes. And we're going to bring that to you and we're going to show you here live at E3. Side note, uh, we have talked about, this is a good a chance as any to talk on the podcast. We have talked about how, honestly, the Sucks. biggest weakness with Sea of Thieves for many of us is just the complete and utter lack of customization and- that you can do. And anything to do. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously just no content, but I can deal with less content if it's also just like, all right, let me turn my pirate into like an expression of me yeah. with lots of like, oh, unique, yeah. Like, because for if, if nothing else that Destiny does really damn well, and that is a game that does not have a lot of content, uh, or at least Destiny I will, I, 1. Yeah, okay, beginning. I was going to say, like, hold up. Sorry, yes. I will, I will slam Destiny 2 because they fuck this up specifically. Yeah, so th- with de- the early days of Destiny 1, what drew people to that game and what really, like, kept people playing it was the fact that there was so much random and unique loot out there that you yeah. had to go through all this effort to get. So then when you, like, showed up in the tower and were wearing this, like, crazy thing, people were yeah. like, Oh shit, that's this guy and then or the way even you... even in PvP you'd be like, Whoa, what where'd you get that gun essentially? Yeah. And, like there's and... like a story behind it and like that's what the whole thing Destiny was about. And then you like end up putting together all this different armor, your chest piece, your helmet, your guns, your your legs, your cape, your ghost. Like there's so much different customization options that despite the fact that the game had like zero content, it felt good enough to play and you could actually make your character into an extension of yourself and really express yourself through your character. And Sea of Thieves doesn't have that. Like, there's lots of outfits, but it's pretty much ultimately just, it's so tied to progression that it's like, it, there's not really. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I, I, so going back to, like, the original game, but yeah, like, I totally agree with everything in, in Sea of Thieves. Uh, but at least Skull and Bones looks interesting. I am actually have been now more relatively excited to play that out, especially since I love the Assassin's Creed boat combat and it looks like that extended to a game yeah definitely and yeah i mean it's a similar thing with the the division and destiny i mean sea of thieves needs a competitor to push it yeah and if skull and bones can i i think there is enough room in the ecosystem for both of them yeah i mean i think they're two different types of games Mm -hmm. especially but um i think that if you're looking to do pirate stuff like skull and bones might be the better better one here yeah though, it, look, it could long be. live piracy <laughs> i know look at how we thought about uh sea of thieves though so you know yeah like, i know it, it yeah. could be i mean they they certainly look like they've got a lot more it does look like they learned from the the feedback i think it, it feels a lot because a lot of what they harped on that specifically was customize your ship customize you who you were like are and like all these things yeah and all these different quests with lots of different variety you know the ubisoft dip- model yeah and you know like i'm there have been a lot of good things coming out of the rare camp in terms of sea of thieves it looks like they're they're adding listening more, yeah. they're adding content they're you know they're getting they're starting to learn they probably put the game out a bit too early when they should have just added more stuff but yeah, yeah. i i think there is enough room in the ecosystem for both of them yeah. and if they can push each other then i think it'll be it'll be nice to have both of them. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, there's such a tricky balance between um, actually, you know, putting something out and have people still be hyped about it and putting something out that will make people very happy in the long run. It's like, but then they'll forget. 
it's hard yeah it's you, you, all that timing is like it's so it's so much it's i mean when you when you pull it off it's great right pokemon goes back oh my god <laughs> uh and then just to kind of skimming until the stuff that i actually care about maybe you guys care about this uh elijah wood shows up on stage i okay <laughs> that's all i gotta say like what the fuck is that I don't yeah know, and then they VR. talked about assassin's creed odyssey and it uh, was well i was gonna pull, pull up the starlink oh the, yes sorry the, the ubisoft's toys to life bringing in the skylanders random throw mm-hmm. i don't understand yeah and then Star Fox. and then Star Fox is showing up yeah there. um why not then, yeah and then i think the big last like there was a bunch like who cares about the crew too? Yeah, and um, then there was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which looks like Assassin's Creed. It looks like yep. it, well, it looks like Origins Assassin's yeah. Creed to be fair. Which um, good on and then another another good like hey you get to choose your main character you, you can either be a guy or a girl and there's but then there's like That's dialogue trees and romance options. Yeah, which uh, you can be pretty gay in this game too. Yeah, <laughs> Christine is very excited yes. about this. Uh, it's, but no, that that's a thing, very yeah. good thing. That's a really good thing to give people the yeah. option to kind of play that out. Yeah, yeah, um, it, yeah. It will be interesting to see how that gets played through um, in the stories. I mean, ancient Greece is ancient Greece. Yeah, uh, it's definitely hasn't shied away from homosexuality, but I know the Spartan side of things may have. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that actually plays out. Yeah, it'll mm. be it'll be definitely interesting to see where they um, go. That said, I am actually super happy that you can play a girl. I'm super I happy know, that they're gay girl. options. Like that's just oh. yeah, it's cool. It's a lot of great stuff yeah. that's coming in there. It seems like they're really trying to bring in a lot of the stuff that was good with Syndicate, uh, which wasn't a lot. Uh, and uh, then, oh, it was Evie was yeah. the good part about Evie that game. was the good part about that game, and it looks like they're trying to bring that in with all the good stuff from Origins, which cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. Let's see. Who was prior? It looks like Square Enix was prior to that. So, so now we've talked about Square Enix, and let's move on to the next one. Holy shit! Because uh, I mean, that's there's, it. There's there wasn't there's, shit. I mean, there was Tomb Raider. Yeah, but they didn't. They but like, it's like Last was, of Us blew that out of the water. Yeah, and they also with the Tomb Raider, they showed all the Tomb Raider yeah. stuff as part of the Xbox uh, One. And then, uh, so Babylon's Fall, I'm relatively excited about, but only because we know nothing about it. And it's a platinum game. What yeah, about this near Automata like extra thing. Going? I mean, that's like that's like it's it's like woo near Automata is coming to Xbox. Yeah, because we had a year exclusive with Sony because it was funded by Sony. Yeah, that that was about it. Yeah, and there really yeah. wasn't. And then Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, there well, was. Yeah, but we already talked about that. And they no, did, just again. It was just yeah. like, all right, we're gonna show this. And it, I remember everyone was like, wait, was that it, Squeenix? Yeah. There was just like all and this then, stuff uh, that we've was, seen like, already. Yeah, just Cause four yep. was coming out, which I thought was interesting. And then the Quiet Man. Yeah, I so, don't know what the Quiet Man is. In any case, pretty much we talked about Square Enix. Yeah, and that yeah. was it. That was a uh, pretty disappointing. Kingdom, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and then there was Bethesda right before that, which was fun. I'm excited for. Uh, it was all right. I'm going to say yes and no. Yeah. Uh, like we'll go on. I'm so we'll, I was going to say I'm very excited. Really quick for their new IP. Because yes. it's their first new am, IP in yeah. like 30 years. Yeah, Starfield, like, yeah. no one knows anything about it. But the thought of sure. the thought of Fallout and or Skyrim in space. Oh, yeah. That sounds pretty fucking yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm, I am excited. I am excited to see where they go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kind of go back to the start of it, um, no one cares about Elder Scrolls Online, even though it, I know some of you may. It's a good game, sure. Uh, Doom Eternal, Doom sequel. Yep. Pretty great. Um, no one cares about it. Looks Quake like Champions. Doom. Yeah, it looks like Doom. Uh, 
Then there's the Prey DLC that just came out that day. So it's, it's the, another one of those. It's available now. Yeah. Have uh, you played that yet? No, it, but it looks really good. I'm playing through Prey again and like actually giving it a good run through this time. And it looks like a Prey roguelike. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's like I'm interested. It has roguelike and survival elements. Um, Wolfenstein. Yep. More, yeah. more Wolfenstein content Coming for to you. the Switch, too, which was sort of like, Hilarious. sorry, what? <laughs> um, and then, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. I think we, I don't think we've had time to talk about it, but uh-huh. Fallout 76. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we have talked about it on the podcast. No, because we haven't at all. It what looks, the fuck? It looks really shiny, like new things compared to like post-apoc. Well, I mean, yeah, so that, yeah, because it's it's much closer to the when the bombs fell. Which is weird that Fallout 3 is apparently much further in the future, but the world looks so much more like shit. Well, I mean, it's more of like decaying, no one rebuilding. So you can kind of take that. Like, there are people who have been fighting over the capital wasteland for God knows how long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, it's true. Um, But (laughs) it's not a new Fallout in the traditional sense. No. No. It is a. Well, is well it it's, a, it's it's four times the size of Fallout Four, yeah, is but it, it is a, a survival game of sorts. Is it a, a online only multiplayer yeah. survival Rust? Are they seeing day, it as a Destiny game. competitor? No. Are they seeing no. it as no, a MMO? A, are they no, seeing they're it? seeing it as like those uh, what's it the like Rust? Um, what's that one giant the Ark? Oh, Ark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that, which is and they're doubling down on the building. Yeah, well, so they're. See, like, that was what was so weird was when everyone was talking about it. It was like, okay, are, is this Destiny? No, it's not Destiny. Is it an MMO? No, it's not. Yeah. It's like, so there are, there it's a no, Minecraft competitor. Kind of, in a yeah. way. Like, yeah. there, are, there are no NPCs other than robots. Well, yeah. And, like, for me, like, I have a bunch of friends I play with the games with, like, exclusively yeah. online. And they were really excited about this coming yeah. out because we have another option we can yeah. do that's not it's just start together. It's just more of, like, yeah, it's like a, it's interesting from a survival aspect, but it's like, extremely deflating for anyone that was looking for the next Bethesda RPG. Yep. Mm, true. Um, yeah, and, and they it seemed like they knew that because that was why they pretty oh, much... Yeah, they definitely knew that. Because that's why they were like, hey, Elder Scrolls, it's coming! Yeah, Elder and Scrolls 6 is coming, it. and we're going to show you mountains. Yeah, and then we and have... Clouds. And we have Starlight. It's coming. It's working. It's happening, but that's And there's it. a mobile VR experience for Elder Scrolls. Yeah, who know. cares? You know, like... I think compared and, to... And, and Skyrim on Alexa, sorry. Sorry, because my brain, of course, thinks of Nintendo. Like, I actually like how they decided to announce, like, the next P- Pokemon games. Because even though the next, like, Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee are remakes of Panto, they also announced, by the way, the mainline games are coming in 2019. Yeah, at least you and have I, an idea. I on, like, love this how stuff. they did that. Because yeah. it's like, I, I will happily buy these ones, and I'll be super pumped when the new IP comes... Or the new stuff comes out the next year. Yeah, and, like, with this, it's like, you know that they... They had nothing in development for Elder yeah. Scrolls Six. They had nothing planned. It's probably still in like like someone's still writing stuff on the back of a napkin for that game. Yep. And they're like, okay, let's just put, we'll just show them, show them the name Elder Scrolls Six, and like maybe like we'll tell them we're not, we haven't totally abandoned it, even though your MM, the MMO is making us tons of fucking money. Yep. And I mean, you saw a lot of people sort of go with that route like for example uh, Microsoft pretty much did that with Halo where it was like by the way guys Halo Infinite you knew it was coming but we've now announced it here's the title here's the teaser for Halo which more importantly uh, play anywhere yeah right like I remember seeing that 
right? It's play anywhere. Yep. And that's like, whoa. I mean, we're just jumping into it now. Yeah. Because, so let's let's go into Microsoft because yeah. we're pretty much there. Uh, yeah. So Microsoft had a really strong conference. Yeah, I thought theirs was honestly maybe they, the strongest. Two, right? Like, did they? Did they have a no? That was the was that the square? No, it wasn't square. No, so they did have a Kingdom Hearts trailer, right? Yeah, they had one of them. Yeah. They talked. They had about, the first one. They they showed like they honestly took so much of the thunder from Squeenix because they ended up like they showed almost everything from Tomb Raider. They're like, all right, here's everything for the new Tomb Raider game. It looks like a pretty fucking good yeah, Tomb Raider game. Yeah, they even game. took a Sekiro, which is the new yep. from Software game. They they showed off that, and that looked like a fun kind of samurai Dark Souls. Uh, it's it's not a Souls game, from but what I'm being told, yeah, like, that's at all. So we'll see. It looks um, like it though. They yeah. showed off the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit, which looked pretty badass. Uh, it's cute how they have Tunic is coming out. That's the yep. little fox adventure yeah. game. I love it. Uh, Crackdown three got pushed to 2019, which fine. Thank you, I guess. Uh, Metro Exodus, interesting ish. Not really. Uh, there's a Sea of Thieves thing. Battlefield, cool. Forza's coming out again. Horizon, yep. New Horizon. Dying Light Two looks like it could that, be interesting. That I'm hyped about. Yeah, Dying Light I One really was like Dying Light. Dying Light One was really great, uh, but I mean, it seems like once again they sort of listened to the things that weren't that great about yeah. it, and it looks like it's going to really have yeah. a fun world to play around and in. And then Devil May Cry Five. Yeah, which for the I Microsoft was, conference. I thought threw that was me for weird. A loop. That was weird. I'm mm-hmm. like, just Devil May Cry in general feels so. Yeah. Odd. And then Gears Five, Xbox Play Anywhere. Mm-hmm. Gears Five. Uh, and then I think then then uh, Cyberpunk was pretty much what they closed with. Yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I'm hearing so much about that at the actual event. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone who I've been following oh. has been like, "This looks incredible." And, like, I mean, game, and like it's like yeah, it's like hushed tones. Like, holy shit, you need to go see that trailer. Go like find a ticket. Stab someone if you have to. <laughs> it looks badass, yeah. but it and you know the people I've known who've talked to, to people about it have said, "Oh, you know this looks really awesome. This looks really fun." Uh, I mean, it's from the the yeah. Witcher crew, yeah. So, um, oh yeah, they they know yeah. what they're doing. It'll be, I'm sure that's going to be a damn great yeah. game. And then they showed that Jump Force game, which was like a Shonen Jump anime fighting game, mm-hmm. not an anime fighter. But a, a fighting game with anime characters. <laughs> I feel like those are becoming polished more and more in the states. So they used to only put them in Japan. Yeah, now but now, like, every, yeah, they def people definitely want them. Yeah. Um, and then the Game Pass announcement, which was really interesting, with them saying like, "Hey, we're putting all the rest of the Halos on Game Pass." Yep. Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, there was a lot of. I thought they really, just the sheer volume of stuff they threw out was like. Wow. Okay. This this looks really cool. You guys got a lot of fun stuff going on. This yeah. is oh, this is really nice. And it was in that, like because I remember EA was the night before where it was just like, all right, we showed two games. And that what was, did what did oh, EA show? They, just Battlefield <laughs> Five and then Anthem. Yeah, I know that's what I'm. But like like really though, like yeah, didn't they really show it. anything. No, they really didn't. I mean, that was the th- that was where I was sort of nervous. Was I was just like. Okay, like I want to be hyped for some announcements from this E3, and the EA conference was like, "All right, we're gonna show you some Anthem." Which, okay, that was a th- I was like, "All right." I mean, it looks like it could be really fun. It, it looks could like could be it could be the Destiny competitor. Yeah, it, we're we're waiting. Uh, um, but yeah. also, it was like actually, I, the, it seemed like this year of E3, not everyone sort of abided by it. It seemed like there were sort of two camps. There was either 
we're going to just throw out a billion announcements. Like, we're just going to throw everything out there, whether it's, like, far along or not, and or just, like, we'll put a title up, Bethesda-style. Yeah. Or we're going to go the Nintendo route and just say, this conference is about this game. Yeah. And or like or like a focusing on certain games, yeah. right? Like like Sony did that very much, obviously. Yep. Um, there was something in the EA conference that I thought was exciting that was not Anthem or, nor, uh, what was the other thing? Battlefield, because I'm not actually excited about Battlefield. Um, was that random ass Star Wars game that they announced in the oh, middle yeah. of the whole conference that was glossed from, over? Yeah, from like, uh, hey, the respawn guys. Yeah, hey, Star Wars Jedi: The Fallen Order is coming. It's about in between episode three and four and you have a lightsaber see you later next year yeah it's like uh you, you don't want to tell us more about that you want to just literally hand the mic yeah. to some guy to say hey and it's like this it's, word but it's, it's like the, so it's the titanfall people right yep yeah okay <laughs> yeah i, I mean, like titanfall a yeah. lot titanfall 2 was great i'm, I'm glad I, I bought it recently don't know how lightsaber com- is it going to be the new jedi knight i uh, dude I don't anyway I I'm it was very interesting to see that sort of difference in how they handled the show and yeah. this the way this E3 felt compared to last year because I remember we were talking about E3 on on the podcast last and how year it and was like meh yeah and how everyone was just like there's nothing to talk and about even, there's even, nothing to get and excited and about and then on top of that like the conference being such a shit show whereas this year like I'm looking at videos and stuff and like everyone almost everyone collectively turned around like everyone now realized like oh no our e3 booth needs to be this this and this Mm -hmm. we need to basically build it like packs like there's a giant there's like a giant area where you can just rest and lie down in like a nice comfy mat and screens are just playing trailers constantly more conferences like that yeah i mean i mean it's obvious it's obvious that like all the good stuff at e3 is behind closed doors sure and you like in order to see things you know you have to know the right people you have to have appointments or whatever but um, it does look like they're actually taking a taking a step forward and making it more consumer friendly. Yeah, it, it and it seemed like they the show is sort of following kind of a hybrid format where it looks like you know there's obviously the big con- press conferences that are streaming and all yeah. of that, uh, and those are and still and they're streaming stuff constantly. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. still very much the same. But I mean, you could sort of see that it was like, all right, we're how we're going to treat this show is. Our press conference is here, and that's mm-hmm. going to be like the big announcement time. Then we're going to say, now everyone come in. And like That was pretty much what Microsoft did, what Sony did, what Nintendo did, what the big boys were all doing was just basically like, all right, we're going to announce this thing here. We're talking about this thing. Now that we've, we're done with that, we invite you to come in and actually like try it out and play yeah. it. And it's like, okay, that's actually... Yeah, that's, that's I think a and very then, and there were and there were things at E3 that you would never have thought would have been at E3 before, like fighting game tournaments. Like I mm-hmm. had I had a personal friend that was invited in to E3 to actually announce some of the Smash games, and it's like I wonder who this is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I'm more like an acquaintance, I guess, arguably, but he uh, yeah, like they had a Smash tournament. At E3, they had Street Fighter tournaments at E3. Yeah, they had Dragon Ball Fighter Z stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, and it's like for a, a place that was mostly meant for the media and stuff. There's no way that would have happened before. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way you would have had those events. And now that they're pushing forward them and now hyping them up as E3, like I actually do think that like there's now it it now adds room 
in a world where PAX has almost completely dominated the video game convention uh, space. It yeah. doesn't hurt that there's like four of them. You no, know, but that's the thing. <laughs> it's like the thing. They had to expand to having four of them because nobody was stepping up because there were no other conferences Wait, that could compete. Sorry, they have five, but Unplugged is board games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unplugged is... It's it's yeah. a different thing. <laughs> no, I, I, but I, like, think, but, or, I mean, but you yeah. could also call it PAX Dev too, right? Like, yeah, but like, true. I'm not ca- actually counting that. I think this was a very good step forward and sort of a way... Uh, it, the path forward for E3, I, or at least a path is forward... Is much brighter than yeah, it was last year. And I mean, mm-hmm. definitely the way that they were doing things where they're like, okay, because last year it seemed like they were really trying to be PAX... And that doesn't work for E3. No. Uh, and then this year they're like, okay, we're going to try and do something that has kind of a hybrid of what we were before. Yeah, we're going to and- take the strengths of what E3 is supposed to be, right? Which is like unreleased games, hype stuff, right? These, this is stuff. This is not necessarily stuff you're gonna. Everyone's gonna get their hands on, mm-hmm. and we're gonna connect it to our conferences because you don't have those at other at other places. We're gonna connect. Yep. We're gonna be the E3 is gonna be ground zero for trying out new games. And that's going to make that makes arguably E3 way more attractive now to a consumer. Oh, absolutely. Than at times. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but it, and I think they're, what they're definitely doing is I'm not sure if they're, it, it's an interesting move because obviously last year they're like, we need to compete with PAX. This year they're kind of stepping back and saying, we don't need to. We can be our own thing. And I think. I, it's an interesting, but in, the, but it in is that competing. way, they yeah. they have now set themselves up as a actual competitor. Yeah. yeah. So that's which is it's gonna be really interesting to see how that ecosystem kind of falls out. I think there is going to be room in the ecosystem for both of them. It'll be interesting to go to PAX this year and sort of see yeah. how PAX it, it, handles that. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how much exclusivity they have there, right? And like, yeah, because and we'll, we'll we'll see. Honestly, I'm I'm actually really excited to see the future of E3 and. Uh, and the future of PAX. Yeah, uh, we got to go now start signing up for those media badges, I guess. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Time to get on that. All right. Well, that pretty much covers E3 from my end, guys. I think that we went through, talked about it for a good long time. I know. Tetris Effect is coming out. <laughs> CS Solitude. I'm actually hyped about that. But CS Solitude is a cool indie game. Oh, yeah. CS Solitude looked cool. Right? Yeah. But we can talk about that later. <laughs> well, uh,. Good times, everyone. Thank you for listening. It's been a bit of a longer episode, but man, there was just so much to talk about with E3. So, so much. Oh my yeah. gosh. And now, <laughs> like we said, we have to go get those PAX media badges <laughs> so we can play all those games at PAX. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers. Yeah, make sure to uh, oh, review yeah. us if you can. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all the other social medias. I make doodles for y'all, so follow me yes, on please, Instagram. Yes, yeah. please take a look. They are very pretty. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.